I'm Edwin. And I'm Jocelyn. And this is... The Long Overdue. Overdue. Sorry. <laughs> I forgot that was my line, too. A show about libraries. Focusing on the Sol Ross Library and beyond. Well, now you read mine this time. <laughs> it's Each week, we'll feature a special guest in a short conversation. Like I said, I'm Edwin. Oh, and yeah, you're Jocelyn. Yeah, apparently I'm Jocelyn now. Well, this week's guest, <laughs> who is not switching names, is uh, April Altman-Becker, <laughs> our Dean of Education and Cultural Resources. Before becoming a dean, April was a teacher, a librarian, and even served as library director here at Sol Ross. So, April, welcome. Thank you. Well, it's nice to be here with y'all. All right, go ahead and start us off with the first question, Edwin. <laughs> no problem, Jocelyn. <laughs> well, I wanted to say that this is April's second time on the show, but our first time recording did not get saved and posted. So, we're glad to have her back mm -hmm. to recover the lost episode. We'll dive right into the questions. Definitely. So, what do libraries mean to you? Uh, libraries are obviously really important to me. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in libraries. Uh, to me, they, they, they mean home. They mean safeness. They're, um, they're security. They're a place of, of knowledge, um, a place of help. I never say the same. We've asked this question a couple times. I can't remember what I said <laughs> last time fine. already. Um, a big equalizer, too. Like Everybody's yeah. welcome in a library for all kinds of different reasons. So um, I think a library is whatever you want to make of it. Yeah, but they're super important. I don't think there's that many places that exist anymore that um, want you to come in, want you to sit on their furniture, want you to you know enjoy things for free. So yeah. libraries never ask anything of you, I think, which is yeah, really I, nice. I, I read online that libraries are like one of the last places where they don't expect you to come in with money. Right. Yeah. Like you can just come in and I'll be like, oh man, I'm gonna have to spend a lot of money in here. Like, not really. I think libraries are the only institution that you can come in not spend money and just spend time right there. spend a whole day yeah like even coffee shops where people will go to work and stuff it's still expected that you're gonna buy a coffee or two <laughs> right. yeah. to spend your time there but libraries no we just we just want people in there right. using what we already have we want to give it away mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. just like share <laughs> a absolutely it's a great thing exactly, I, yeah. so that makes librarians and library staff members great collaborators I yeah because you want to share what you know mm -hmm. you want to work with other people and I think a unique thing about librarians um, and probably library staff too, but I remember this from library school is that we don't know everything and we don't care that we don't know everything. Right. Like, I don't know the answer, but I can refer you to somebody who does or I can help you find the information to get the answer. Yeah. I think that's kind of unique in society as well. Like we, we don't pretend that we know what we don't know. Right, we're excited to admit when we don't know something yeah. because then that means another research project right yeah. <laughs> that's fun yeah. for us and it, it, it's like a fun little adventure for both us and the patron because it's yeah. like you're looking for an answer and we don't have it so now we're looking for that answer too so hey look yeah now we're, we're looking on together yeah. on a quest right so absolutely that's very yeah i agree with that 100 percent for sure so then let's move on to the second one okay. what does our library <laughs> now mean to you with all of this in mind um Anyone who asks about our library here at Sol Ross, I always say it's the best place on this campus. Um, I'm totally biased. I know that. But, <laughs> but it really is, right? Like, it's a you get your beautiful views of Twin Peaks, of town and everything. Um, but you're also just surrounded by open space and, like, kind of pleasing furniture and, and artwork and that kind of stuff. So to me, our library is just beautiful. Um, I never think it's used enough. Yeah. You know, I mean, we could always use more students, more faculty and staff, more community members coming in. Um, and that's unique too, right? Mm -hmm. That like we are kind of 
we're not the only building because obviously the rec center allows community as well, but we are a building that encourages community to use our facilities and, and to hang out. So I don't know, our library, um, it's my favorite place on campus. We've heard faculty <laughs> say it's like the Paris of campus. That's something oh. that Betsy and I oh, love wow. to go around. I saying. like that. I haven't heard that. Yeah, yet. yeah that's, I love that's it. actually pretty cool. Wow. Oh, I hope somebody <laughs> says that to you guys, or the same person yeah. that calls it that comes to the library right. soon. Yeah, the Paris, Texas of Paris, Texas. <laughs> we can do better than that. <laughs> sorry, if y'all are from Paris, sorry. <laughs> now, our library is super important. Um, it's, it's just a place of knowledge, a place of sharing, a place of collaboration. And definitely like our furniture and our staff members mm -hmm. reflect those kind of values and ideas. We've really invested at the library in furniture and making mm -hmm. the library a very comfortable space to definitely spend time to study, to work in study groups, to be a student, or even yeah. as a community member to come and enjoy what we have to offer. Like, I love taking a little break, stepping outside my office and sitting in those big comfy armchairs, yep. having a little cup of coffee and just looking out. <laughs> it's so nice. Seeing that bright and beautiful McDonald's That sign. bright and beautiful <laughs> McDonald's sign. Just put your hand over that. Yeah, yeah, Everything else is I'm good. Like, oh, this is beautiful. <laughs> so that was like the first thing I did when I got to this library, um, which was before you, you were a student even, okay. right? I like was... before your first year. What year did you begin working in the library? 2017. Okay, so when I got here in 2015, um, the library did not look at all like it does today. So wow. the first really? floor was full of eight foot stacks. Oh, um, You couldn't see the view unless you were standing right at the windows. Like the stacks went all the way past the, the photocopiers at the end. Whoa. So it just seemed crazy. Like you walk in and you're just like assaulted by these giant <laughs> stacks of books and you have to walk all the way around to kind of enjoy it. Um, so that was my first project was to like get those short shelves in there and the comfy chairs. And that's not like a great idea for me. Those ideas have been around forever about sure. libraries, you know, like making <laughs> <laughs> making space where you can study alone or together or as a large group. And so that's what we started working on immediately. Like how do we reform this library to make it more like our students want to use it today. Right. So yeah, shelves went down, we got the comfy chairs, and then we started working on the floors above. And we still have a lot of work to do. That's a huge project. Oh, yeah, so much fun. Yeah, though. oh yeah. <laughs> so much and, fun. And so worth the time and effort too, yeah. because now walking into the library is so pleasant because right. you just, mm -hmm. you can see everything. Yes. It's so nice. I mean, space is okay, right? Like it's mm -hmm. good to have like yeah. breathable space, but a lot of libraries really pack it yeah. to the ceiling, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it definitely looks way more appealing for the students yeah. now yeah. because they're not as sort of like, oh man, this looks like a place where I have to show up and I have to do my work. And mm -hmm. it's like, That's no, like point. I can show up. And hang do, out. Hang out, do some of my homework, yeah. read whatever they got, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And exactly. I think that image is perfectly like yeah. placed there every time you walk in. Yeah, I and I think we have plenty of room to go like library of the future and beyond yeah. from where it is now. Definitely. <laughs> Another cool addition, uh, the outside seating is yes. really nice. Yeah. So nice. Yeah, I mean, we have the best climate in Texas here. Maybe not well, today. <laughs> Maybe not, not yesterday. <laughs> the rain yesterday was amazing, but yes. oh my God, the, whoa, the last couple of weeks has the been heat's horrible. Been horrible. Yeah. Okay. But, but at night, it's very nice. But it's nice to be able to sit outside in the shade. Yeah, yes. And there aren't, we're working on it around campus about getting more seating. Um, but that's actually a pretty recent thing, too. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, it makes sense that students would want to be outside, but yeah. we have to give them a place to gather. Mm -hmm. So I think the library is doing a great job, like increasing that all the time. I agree. When the weather was nicer in the spring, yeah. I would go outside a couple days a week and have yeah. my lunch out there. It was really nice. It is nice. Enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what is your history with libraries? <laughs> you have a 
long and deep and rich history I do. with libraries. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I don't know if it was in this podcast recording or the previous one, but <laughs> I totally grew up in libraries. Yeah. So like those are our earliest memories of, you know, elementary school leaving and then my mom taking us straight to the public library and just kind of probably for a little break, just like letting us go and, you know, find whatever you want and mm -hmm. come back up. And that library wasn't the kind of library that said, you know, you're under 13, so you have to stay in this room or anything like that. They let us kind of run free. Really cool librarians, yeah. I guess, back in the day. For sure. <laughs> I don't think I would even be cool with that today in our library. No. Um, but I, you know, I could go up to the second floor where there was actually research books and stuff, and I could check out whatever I wanted cool. without anyone telling me I couldn't. So that was super important. And even then, I recognized, like, I'm not buying this. I'm getting to take it home, and I'll yeah. take care of it, and I will bring it back so I can have another one, you know? So yeah, definitely grew up in, in public libraries. Um, my elementary school library was really important to me. Mm -hmm. It was, we have a weird, I've been talking to a lot of people about this lately, about the weird format of the school. It was completely open. There were no walls in the school. Whoa. Um, probably like a, an 80s kind of concept, I guess. What? To age myself. <laughs> um, yeah, that was 80s. Maybe it was built in the 70s even though. So no walls. So you just had like a coat cubby that would like separate you and the teacher's class next door so you could hear everything happening oh. everywhere and the library was just the center of the school so you could hear everything from everywhere in the library did you like that no it was terrible yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds like they, they forgot to complete the building and they were like you know what you can pass this yeah, off yeah, yeah yeah we'll just be like this is new age this is gloomy this is this is we've run out of money we don't no have walls. yeah yeah seriously like shelves were just kind of like in the middle of the school and around and you just your class areas were around that so that was really strange yeah. um i don't oh. know if i realized when i was young like how weird and not conducive to mm -hmm. you know study and learning that probably was for all of us um but it made the library super accessible so yeah. you, you could see it all over the place so you always wanted to go there and same deal you could choose whatever you like it's a just a nice place that's so nice <laughs> I don't know. yeah so those libraries you know as a library aide in high school of course we probably all were here I actually wasn't. Really? <laughs> I was uh, pretty good pals with my high school librarian. <laughs> there you go. I was just, I was involved in all the other nerdy stuff. I was, yeah, you can only do so many nerdy things. I was things. debate yeah. team captain and I was the chess club captain. So <laughs> I didn't have any space in my schedule for being a library, but I was in there pretty often. Yeah. Yeah. I learned a lot about libraries, learned the Dewey system, like then, you know, because I had to put away books mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, I worked in a library in college. They trusted me for some reason when I was like 19 <laughs> to catalog the journals and stuff. Whoa. So nice. yeah, um, very strange. I, I would work on like Saturday, Sunday mornings before the library even opened. They gave me a key to go in and like go to the basement and catalog the stuff by myself and then leave. Wow. Um, really strange. Uh, but again, like the whole idea that, you know, it's a library and it's a it's just like such a cool environment full of knowledge i guess there's yeah. something in yeah. each one of those books to learn i don't know that's right again exposing my nerdiness <laughs> no, that's, no that's awesome i think we all feel that <laughs> yeah. way yeah and then i mean after i became a teacher i um i was a teacher for about seven years uh, i taught ninth grade and 11th grade and it was all about testing and teaching mm -hmm. the test towards the end and you know i would bring my students to the library to do some research for for projects, I was an English teacher, so lots of research stuff. And eventually, I noticed that like the library was the librarian there was really happy. <laughs> like none of the rest of us were teaching. Um, and so I kind of asked her like, "What's the secret?" And she's like, "Well, 
like you're a school librarian, which means you don't you're not responsible for the 30 kids in yeah. front of you all day. Yeah. You get to touch all, you know, all types of learning, all types of classes and students and you don't ever have to grade anything. Yeah. So <laughs> seemed like a great deal. So that's uh, <laughs> that's where I, I started library school at University of North Texas. Um, and then I ended up working at that library with that librarian for a few years, cool. which is really fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. School libraries are fun. Yes, honestly, that's, yeah. You used to do this, right? School libraries. Uh, I actually was never a school librarian, but I would have loved to have been one, but yeah. I'm, I'm very happy here Good. too, so. I mean, school libraries, it's a different age of, of student, yeah. and so they need different things. Um, and so you can do a lot of fun programming and book clubs and yes. things that maybe college students might not show up for. Right, yeah. Yeah, you have yeah, a captive no. audience is what True. it's. Um, what it really boils down to when you know you're going to have those students every day. You can plan programs around yes. who you know is going to be there Yeah. versus at an academic library. We'll put our heart and soul into a program and then like five people show up and you're like, I'm so glad <laughs> like you five not, are here. <laughs> not because the other 20 didn't want to, right. but they probably had class at that time and they had yeah. a right. sports practice or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a different different world, I guess. Absolutely. Different scenario and all that. Yeah. 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 You want to ask the next question? Yeah, sure. So besides your bias towards yes, our, library. our library. Our library is totally the coolest <laughs> library I've ever visited. Yeah. It's totally the, place the absolute coolest. <laughs> totally. Is there a second place yeah. library then? Right. So Who rivals? I, oh, do, yeah. I do library tourism, right? Like mm -hmm. anywhere I yeah. go, I have to hit the library. Um, so the New York Public Library is the coolest, right? That's mm -hmm. classic. It's You've got, uh, what are their names? Patience and Fortitude, the lions that guard the library as you walk up. They've got a cool shop where you can buy, you know, library-related swag. <laughs> um, you have to go in the reading room. Yeah. You have to sit there for a while, turn on the cool green lights and everything, ask for a book. It's it's just a beautiful, like, historical experience. Oh, okay. Um, the Seattle Public Library, super beautiful, like, weird design. Um, Rem Coolhouse is the architect of that one. Okay. And so it's, it's a really strange library. I think it's like a... It's not a triangle, it's a strange shape and it's all metal. And so like you go in and there's escalators that go up and there's all these interesting areas. It's kind of loud because it's metal, Oh, but it's beautiful. It's a really weird If you talk library. to architecture <laughs> students, they they know exactly who that is and they yeah. know exactly if you're like, oh, the Seattle Public Library, and they're, they're like, like, oh, I know, blah, 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 I made it this <laughs> yeah. and this is what makes it so special and yep. cool. Like people who are not librarians or even interested in libraries will go to see that building because of yep. its architectural significant marvel yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly but so. other like another cool library and i can't remember obviously i went to some library conference in seattle or portland one year and <laughs> like hit all the libraries um they have a zine library up there and so that's pretty cool it's like a whole library of homemade zines and zines from like the 90s and 2000s what? We, you guys know what i'm talking about yes zines. okay cool again dating <laughs> myself um, but i used to be really into zines like in college and yeah. used to make my own and like photocopy mm. and staple things and Fun. distribute stuff yeah so it's really neat that somebody out there is beginning to collect this stuff because um, yeah. it definitely tells the history of like a certain era of music, mm -hmm. of politics. Yeah, kind of social stuff. movements for yeah. sure. When I was living in Denton, zines were like the thing. Yeah. So many different groups and organizations focused on like social repair and progress. Yeah. Everybody's making zines. Right. And everybody's <laughs> putting them out there. So that's really exciting. Yeah. It's yeah. cool that it continues. Yes. 
for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's a great addition to like that world of libraries. And a different one. Yeah. And then there are other libraries. Like um, I have a friend who's a professor uh, in Michigan and she works on uh, like free libraries and protest libraries. So it's like um, Occupy Wall Street. That was, was what, like five, ten years ago? I don't know how many years ago oh. at this point. Maybe a little bit more than that at this point. <laughs> Maybe like <laughs> 10 or 15. 10 or 15. Sorry, pandemic makes every oh, time yeah, I'm weird these days. <laughs> <laughs> but like during during that Occupy and different, uh, different Occupy movements, they would gather materials, you know, to be able to disperse to people. And they would actually like set up libraries during these cool. protests and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so my friend is a person who's followed this and documented it for a long time. And that's kind of her specialty. Oh, that's so cool. that's amazing. I mean, there are libraries for everything. Every Right. There's yeah. tool libraries. Mm -hmm. There's libraries where they like loan out baking ware, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I was talking with Betsy this morning yeah. about, did she tell you this no. idea already? About making like a makerspace, oh, kind yes. of, but having it be more like a tool slash cool. bakeware library. And I, oh, I, I love that idea. idea. <laughs> yeah, it would be amazing. Yeah. So, and with some publicity, that would be a huge help to this community. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that it would be good to get local businesses involved too. Yeah. Like if Tractor Supply wanted to like donate some of their specialty tools and That's like, nice. then it's like, you can put your name on whatever you want you can whatever, but you know, if students can use it and the wider community can use it, cool. Yeah. yeah. That'd be so useful. Definitely like a very fun venture for everyone almost, mm -hmm. yeah. And see, that's why libraries are awesome because yeah. you guys are always thinking about like, how can we give more to people? Yeah. How can we help people more? Yeah, that's unique. Very unique indeed, definitely. Oh, yeah. I love working in a library. <laughs> I know. I, I miss it every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're like, I can come by and visit yeah. now. You're right, right here. Um, okay, so with your love of the Sol Ross Library, the different architecturally interesting sure. and historical libraries that you visited, how would you build your own dream library? What does it look like? What kind of books does it have? Does it have any special features? I don't remember this question from our previous podcast, but <laughs> I think we made it more specific. Yeah, we did. Yeah, a dream library. Um, okay, so I have a ton of books in my house. Cool. So I guess maybe I'm working on my own dream library. Sure. I don't know. Um, it would probably suit my specific interests as mm -hmm. anyone's dream library would. So Edwin knows this about me, like contemporary fiction, yeah. modern contemporary fiction, um, lots of art stuff, lots of probably architecture, fashion stuff as well. It's got to be, you know, ceilings to, or like shelves to the ceiling yeah. with those cool ladders that oh, you can yeah. pull around, you right? Vibes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, something well lit so that you can enjoy with good comfy seats everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I guess that's that's an easy dream library. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, definitely. you got the basics covered. Yeah. I, well, except like the back end, right? Like all the cataloging sure. of the yeah. books and the organization, because I'm, I'm not going to say my books at home are organized. No, <laughs> I don't think any librarian has organized books at home. I don't think so. Do you? Yeah. Do you alphabetize? No. Well, yes, but I don't follow like any I have sort of fiction and nonfiction. Yeah. I have nonfiction in my own made up system of books that I think go together based <laughs> on their topic. And then I have all fiction together, regardless of like age group, alphabetical by author. But the only reason is because we had these really beautiful shelves at our old house that were like six shelves deep and we had two or three of them. And so it was like, it was a very nice, like pleasing little corner of our house to have all of our books very well organized. That's nice. That's nice. That nice. But yeah. now the RV, it's like, we got piles here and there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I alphabetize, but I don't like strictly alphabetize. Like sure. all the B's are together and the yeah. C's are together. That makes sense. But I, you're right. I do separate like fiction, nonfiction, mm -hmm. art, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You just got to make it usable. Yeah. But I, I mean, mean, if it's your library, yeah. do you right. need to catalog everything? 
Well, if you don't remember where it is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to search for it. You know, and what we have, like, I've been talking about books the whole time. Like, that's all libraries are. Um, it is. I don't do anything else. <laughs> Not just books. The rest of the world is always like, why don't you guys just digitize that library? Um, the Sol Ross library? Any library, right? Any like, library. everybody's oh, yeah. like, all books should be digitized. Yeah. All Everything should I be I don't online. disagree. However, mm-hmm. what happens when the internet dies? Yep. Right. Or just even the process, and I'll, I'll tell you, I was talking with Dr. Hernandez, our new president, yesterday, and um, I almost expected the, why don't you digitize the whole thing? Yeah. But we started talking about digitization, and he's like, there's so much more involved in digitization. Yes. You have to have people that are working on the metadata, the mm-hmm. categorizing, you know, um, making sure you can find stuff. And I am so appreciative that other people know that, right? Because yeah. it's not as easy as scanning all day, right. yeah. and it's done. That's the easy part, that, I guess. That, that, yeah, that would be the easy part. Yeah. And then there there are libraries and archival libraries, especially, that do spend a lot of time digitizing their materials. But those materials stay. Right. They don't they destroy them. They don't get rid of them. Because so if you're digitizing everything, but you don't want it to be, like, on the shelf usable, then you need remote storage. Right. Um, and then I was reading about, like, the environmental impacts of physical versus digital items, like just having things on a hard drive somewhere in the cloud, blah, blah, blah. Like the, it's taking up space, you know, a little Mm -hmm. less space, but it's using a lot of energy to maintain that when once a book is made, as long as it's semi-climate controlled, it's fine. Right. Yeah. That's a really interesting point that I don't think Mm -hmm. anyone thinks about. Not to mention, people forget that it's way more eye strain yeah. Yes. Looking at the screen, reading the books, and we're talking like books that like have more than like a hundred pages. Obviously, yeah. like you're gonna be there all day, and your eyes are just gonna get super strained. Yes, and there's been research done too. I know this from my teaching days. You probably remember this too, like the memory synapses mm-hmm. or whatever that are engaged when you're reading a physical book. Yeah. Are different from when you're reading on even like a Kindle or something mm-hmm. that's designed to look like a book. And I have a Kindle. I, I love reading my eBooks. Yeah. It's so handy, especially when traveling. But you don't remember the things that you read on a screen yeah. as easily as you do reading things from paper or a book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's something I know, like the library almost every year polls, you know, do you guys like print or do you want online? And it's yeah. almost always 50-50 or 49-51. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just because maybe online is better for research for journal reading mm-hmm. or for, you know, you're looking like control F. I'm looking for a certain thing yes. in this yeah. paper here. I wish books had control F. I know. Yeah. But books, you're right. Like if you're going to be leisurely or if you're really going to get into something it, to me, it's better to change. I, I can think about lines and books and be like, Oh, I know how it felt in my hands and I know which face. side of the book it yeah. was on. Yeah freaky yeah but, and that does not happen. <laughs> i absolutely agree i yeah. like i can think of a couple of things right yeah. now yeah. yeah i'm like that page here ish yeah it's, like, oh, it's it. on this side of the book and yeah. the, this side was heavier this side wasn't stuff right. like that exactly <laughs> yeah and that's not something that without that tactile feedback you don't get that memory experience mm-hmm. yeah so whew, interesting stuff yeah yeah very very <laughs> interesting definitely anyway you want to ask our next question yeah sure so jocelyn i mean jocelyn, jocelyn. <laughs> Edwin, whoever Jaswin. Jaswin. <laughs> which is actually my gamer tag it on is. PlayStation, which Edwin didn't know. And so he I was like, what's your like... gamer tag? I was like, Jocelyn. And we already talked about that that would be our celebrity couple name is that's Jocelyn. Adorable. You didn't like Edlin? That was, no. no. That's odd. <laughs> but maybe Edlin's better, so then we know when we're talking about my gamer tag <laughs> versus our friendship. Anyway. Nice. Back 
on track. <laughs> so then, <laughs> what is your favorite book? Which is a very hard question in and of its own. Super hard, yeah. But what are you currently reading as well? Okay. Um, what am I currently reading? I've been carrying around a book for a while, but I haven't actually that like counts. opened it. That, that totally counts. <laughs> you know, like the end of school and I was sick and like all kinds of things. I just haven't opened the cover yet, but um, I'm carrying around the Elena Ferrante, uh, The Lying Lies of Adults, I think mm. is what it's called. And uh, she wrote, you guys probably heard of her. She wrote the Neapolitan trilogy. She wrote the books about, um, you know, it was a set of women who grow up together as friends and go through all these weird life changes and stuff. It's really really beautiful trilogy. Cool. So I wanted to read her next book, which has nothing to do with the other three. <laughs> but I haven't opened the cover yet. So <laughs> it's on the but list. But the intent is there. <laughs> the intent and that's is what matters. totally there. Yeah. And cool. like I told you guys, I just went to Barnes and Noble over the weekend and or whenever that was. And uh, even though I have piles and stacks and shelves of books I haven't read, you still have to buy more books. Yeah. Go. Yes. Yeah. What'd you get? Uh, I got The Night Watchman, which I think is cool. Louise, Louise Erdick or something I, like that. I can see the cover in yeah. my head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I guess I'd been wanting to read that a while. For, for some reason, I cool, don't have it in my collection. Um, favorite book, though, of all time is 100 Years of Solitude oh, by yeah. um, Gabriela Garcia Marquez. Good yeah. one. Nice. Yeah, and that's just because... You know, magical realism is wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm usually more into realis realistic fiction, um, and the majority of that is, but I, I always like a good family drama. Yeah, oh yeah. And that's 100 years of <laughs> crazy family drama. Oof, yeah. Nice. Oof. <laughs> that's a good one. Okay, so back to our library. What is something notable in our library collection that you think everybody should know about? So the Van Robinson collection, I think, the Fine Books collection. Um, and if you don't know what that is, uh, fine press books are like very short run prints. So sometimes hand printed mm -hmm. um, through you know a printing press or something like that. So always like a, a small edition. We've got beautiful books. Mm -hmm. um, so Van Robinson is a man who lives in Fort Davis and um, he donated the books right before I started working at the library. And along with the books, he donated a really beautiful cabinet to keep them all in. So he has, I believe he has a bigger collection still at his house. Wow. But he picked out what he thought that our library kind of should have. So it's a lot of classics that are illustrated. Uh, obviously, The Shining Star and there's the Moby Dick book. Yeah. Um, and we've got a special case for it. We I would carefully... call it the white whale of our collection. <laughs> yeah, the white whale. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is going to be the nerdiest podcast y'all have ever Most done. Definitely. I promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, that's a great book. Uh, but other things that are in there, gosh, I can't even remember a lot there's of There's a beautiful titles. copy of The Hobbit that I've noticed oh, in there. Okay. I think. Cool. If I'm remembering. There's, I think there's some Kafka in there. Yeah. I think there yeah. might be some like Mark Twain illustrated. There's some specifically um, Texas books. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's one that's got like 12 poems of Texas or something, mm -hmm. and it's it's gorgeous. It's got like an, a century plan agave on the front cover. You know, all these pretty like very local feeling yeah. <laughs> images. So that's it's a beautiful collection, and that is something that we kind of keep locked up in the library, but anybody can access mm -hmm. just asking at the front desk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely worth seeing like, yeah, mm -hmm. just how a book is a book and you're going to enjoy reading it if you like that type of book. Right. Definitely. But it's when a book becomes a piece of art, too. It's so special. Agreed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's That's always awesome. nice to have pictures in your books still no, oh, as adults. Still. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I nice teaching break. elementary. I had students who would love to read graphic novels. Sure. They all like to read graphic novels. That's 
we like stories with pictures. That's right. why movies are popular. Right. Yeah. Um, and I would have parents be like, I, I really want my kid to be reading real books because I, I want them to be. These are real books. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> they are reading real books. Yes. What's the problem? And what's yeah. crazy is that some of them don't even realize that a lot of these graphic novels actually talk tackle a lot of like real world mature issues. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, well, it's because it has a lot of pictures, so it's not mature. And yeah, it's they like, think it's a picture book. Yeah, and, and I'm like, like, well, even picture books are valuable to read. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and two, it challenges you in a different way because mm -hmm. it's it's pictures that you have to interpret rather yeah, than you're words. practicing your empathy skills. Yeah. 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 Like something like Mouse by Art Spiegelman or something. Oh, I, I mean, love that comic. Yes. Um, and wow. of course, we have a great graphic novel collection on the yeah. third oh, floor. Oh, yes. But like listening to him talk about his books, like he works so hard on on like the little mice faces to make mm -hmm. sure that they're saying what he wants them to say. Mm -hmm. um, without the words yeah so yeah that's an extra added layer to reading yeah, yeah. for sure yeah definitely all right we're getting close to the end <laughs> yeah. i think you got this last one up. or is it me? oh yeah no. i think it's you okay okay so we're gonna move away from the library a little bit uh what do you love specifically about sol ross man it's hard to say what you love about sol ross but it just gets you right mm -hmm. like i love this place like, yeah i'll probably cry talking about it right Aww. now <laughs> i don't know what it is um maybe it's the potential Sure. Like we have amazing people that go to school here, that work here. Mm -hmm. um, I think we all want, we want to better the area. We want to better our students and each other. Um, it just, it's, it feels like a family. It feels like a yeah. community. I mean, sure, we all have family fights and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> the family <laughs> drama. Yeah. You might have people in your family you don't want to see all the time sure. or whatever. But uh, there's just something really sweet about this school. And, yeah. And maybe... The rest of your question is, <laughs> what do you love about Alpine? Yeah, well, I think maybe it's because it exists in Alpine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're always looking to strengthen that relationship, right, with town. What do we say? Town and gown or whatever. Oh, <laughs> oh I guess wow. I've heard that. No, that's, no, I like that. We're I don't know if that's a new today. I know. <laughs> town and gown connections. Um, but, I, I mean, I think Solras is possible and is possible because of Alpine. And Alpine mm -hmm. is possible because of Solras. So mm -hmm. we're this, like, symbiotic relationship yeah. and we need one another right we don't even know how much we need one another mm -hmm. um but this area is just beautiful and i don't know if it's like the long history of the area or or maybe the recent history of the area of all of us just you know finding our place here or something mm -hmm. so no obviously i can't put it into words <laughs> <laughs> but i like it it feels different than anywhere else yeah and i think you guys both oh know no it's too. Yeah, absolutely yeah. yeah yeah very it's very, it's very nice very quaint yes. Something special, yeah, for sure. That it, does not exist like anywhere it's easy else. to live here somehow, but it's also very hard. Yeah. It's live hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, if you like, we're going to Midland this weekend just to like go to Target and stuff. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get out of town if you wanna. I think that's get everything key. on your grocery list. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like it's it's lovely to be because the three of us are not from this area. Mm -hmm. um, it's lovely to be here, and it feels good to be here. But you maybe need to connect outwards yes. every now and then. Sometimes, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, that's all the questions that we have for you. Cool. Anything you have for us? Why did you guys start this podcast? Yeah, yeah Jocelyn, why did we start this? <laughs> okay, it was during a professional development. When was this? February? March? It had to have been. I think you guys tried to interview me in March. So it had yeah, to have been January. January. Yeah. During the, it was a PD. Do you remember what the topic was? It was something about shifting to online life. Okay. Essentially yeah. was what it boiled something down to. Like that, yeah. And I was thinking about ways that we could 
turn outreach digital. Great. Um, because, you know, we can go to events and be around campus and stuff, but this reaches a whole nother audience of, I mean, campus and beyond too. Right. Yeah. And so I texted Edwin during the PD and said, what I'm gathering from this PD is we should start a podcast. <laughs> and Edwin thought I was joking. I was not yeah, joking. I, I thought she How was would joking. You do that? Yeah, I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I don't think I talked to you again. About no, it. you didn't. She and just so shows I was like, up okay, with I have a script. script. <laughs> We're recording this day. Are you ready? And you're like, what? I was like, oh, okay. I guess I'm part of this now. Officially. Yeah. Yeah. I like so, it. Me too. It's been yeah, fun. It's, it's been very, very fun. Honestly. And a good way for me being newer to get mm -hmm. to know our faculty, staff and students as well. in I like semi-formal setting, but in a way that's <laughs> shareable with a larger amount of people yes. as well. I think it's a good way for them to get to know y'all as well. Mm -hmm. like, as well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, some people think that there are stereotypical librarians, right? Like, yes. and you are obviously <laughs> not those people. Right. Um, or you're not the stereotype or whatever. So it's it's cool to put you out there and yeah. say like, we're, we're funny. We're nerdy. We're loud. Or whatever. <laughs> We're loud. Yeah. So that that shows that you're you're real humans. You're approachable. Why not come and ask you a question? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's why we started it. Definitely. <laughs> That's totally the reason. <laughs> Jocelyn's gonna be erasing the actual reason. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, no. Your reason was good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I'm glad that you guys are trying something new. Thank you. That's exciting. Yeah. We do too. Thank and you. We have a relatively new sign off. So now we say um, thanks for watching and remember to check out next week's episode. Check out <laughs> next week's episode, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. All good?